This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. In September last year, as you know, the school went into the, the, the High Court before Judges Siobhan Stack and Max Barrett an injunction stripping me of my constitutional right to my religious belief. Today on the Indo-Daily, class is dismissed, but why is Enoch Burke still showing up at school? Not trespassing to turn up at your place of work, that's absolutely not trespassing. I'm an employee It's no longer your here. place of work, Enoch. I- I'm an employee here. He's been dismissed from his teaching post at a county Westmead school. Yet Mayo man Enoch Burke last Friday refused to meet a 2pm deadline to inform the High Court of his intention to stop showing up at Wilson's Hospital School. Now, not purging his contempt means the evangelical Christian faces fines of €700 Euros for every day until he does. I don't believe that judges are above the law. And I would really just say to to Judge Brian O'Meara, I would beg him to reconsider his ruling. So what now for Enoch Burke and his disruptive stand in the name of religion? And let's not forget that at the centre of all of this is a young transgender child who Burke refused to address by their new chosen pronouns. You know, while Enoch Burke is drawing focus to himself, it's probably not fair to be putting too much focus on this child. It's obviously a very difficult period for them. I'm Siobhan Maguire and joining me today is Shane Phelan, Legal Affairs Editor at the Irish Independent, who has been covering this story. Shane, Enoch Burke has refused to purge his contempt. Um, you know, it was kind of would he, wouldn't he? Um, last Friday, he arrived at the gates of the school as he had in previous mornings. And then the 2 p.m. deadline came and went. So what happens now? Um, what happens now is that um, uh, a fine of 700 euros a day kicks in. And the judge uh, in imposing the fine, Mr. Justice Brian O'Moore, uh, said in his ruling that this was just shy of €5,000 a week. And uh, he uh, basically had the view that, you know, this should be enough to get Enoch Burke to stop doing what he's doing, um, to uh, end what the judge described as an utterly pointless attendance at the school. So I received a judgment from uh, Justice Brian O'Moore of the High Court this morning about quarter to ten. And uh, he wants to find me for the profession of my religious beliefs. But um, 
As we've seen from this case uh, since it, it came first came before the courts last August, um, Enoch Burke is is not somebody who is easily swayed. Uh, he has very very strong uh, religious uh, convictions. Uh, whatever one thinks of those convictions, he he holds them closely, and uh, it's very hard, or if not impossible, to shake them. But of course, as we know, a day came when I was ordered to accept transgenderism, to accept transgender beliefs and transgender ideology. And that's something, I, of course, I can't do that. So I, I always thought it would be foolish to bet on an outcome where he would fold his tent and, and, and move on. Uh, here, um, you have to look at, at how he's behaved until now. I mean, even after 108 days in prison, uh, he still refused to purge his contempt. He was warned that you know he could find himself back in prison or have his assets sequestered or some other measure, which now turns out to be a fine, if he breached court orders again. Yet he was back at the school uh, as soon as it reopened after Christmas and back at the school again after being dismissed. So, you know... I think I think we know that Enoch Burke is not somebody that um, is going to uh, uh, change his ways easily. It's a very expensive way now to make your point, to keep making your point. And, and we can't forget that at the very heart of this um, is a transgender pupil. It's a very sensitive issue. And there is a pupil in there probably hurting by all of this. Many pupils, maybe. Yeah, I think that's kind of been lost in, in the coverage of this. And I suppose it, to a certain extent, I, I think the media has maybe not focused too much on that because there is a child here. And, you know, while Enoch Burke is drawing focus to himself, it's probably not fair to be putting too much focus on this child. It's obviously a very difficult period for them. Um, one thing that uh, I will say about that is that it actually goes beyond that child. So um, we had this story in the Sunday Independent recently about how the student council at Wilson's Hospital School wrote a letter to Enoch Burke expressing concerns about his his ongoing presence there. And um, uh, he apparently refused to take this letter when it was being handed to him. But the letter basically uh, expressed concern on behalf of LGBTQI plus students who said his presence there was a daily reminder of prejudices they feel from him. The letter said that students were scared that he may say something harmful to them for further publicity um, and that they felt that they couldn't be themselves around him and had to change the way they act and that they shouldn't have to do this. We have made a decision that you're trespassing in such a manner as is likely to cause fear. Absolutely preposterous. Now, I will point out there's no evidence of that Enoch Burke has ever said anything to uh, a student who is... LGBTQI plus but at the very minimum there is this fear there and this is a it's a valid feeling that they have and they've expressed it yeah, and as as you say, you know, uh, quite rightfully express it because it is kind of getting lost uh, a little bit in all of this. Um, but you have, I mean, Enoch Burke and his right to stand by his religious beliefs 
is now a global story. I mean, it has been carried by um, news networks in the UK and in New York and um, people are paying attention to this. So uh, all the while we have Enoch Burke and his own point of view being put across, the, the, the student's voice does seem like a much quieter one. It does indeed. Um, and it's interesting in how it has been covered internationally. A lot of the focus has been on, um, you know, this religious freedom issue. But when you boil it down, the reason he was in prison is not because of his religious view. Um, it's because he's defying court orders. And it's been pointed out on a number of occasions by a number of judges that this case is not about transgenderism, it's about the breach of court orders. And Mr. Justice O'Moore, uh, the judge who has I suppose, been handling this case more than other judges recently, has made the point that there is nothing in the orders that impinge on Enoch Burke's religious um, beliefs. So he was asked to stay away from the school. He wasn't asked to change his beliefs. That's very interesting. I mean, Shane, when we talk about him uh, repeatedly going back to the school and taking his stance, and 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 we now know it is going to um, become very expensive as these fines clock up. Um, and Enoch himself last week was pointing fingers at the judge, saying, "Well, you know, in a cost of living crisis, you know, it's it's not fair to expect a citizen of Ireland to have to spend this kind of money." We're at a time in this country where. People are at their wits' end uh, with the cost of everything, as we know, the cost of fuel, the cost of putting bread on the table, clothes on children's backs, grocery bill gone up. And Brian O'Meara, judge of the High Court, has sat down and said to himself that not only will you have to pay for all those things, but you now have to be paid for your religious belief. So how will this pan out? Do, do we expect him to even pay this money? Is the money there? Um, so what do we know about Enoch Burke's uh, assets? Um uh, we know from uh, a hearing in the High Court that his, his salary is in the region of 48000 So it's kind of a middle, middle income earner. Um, he's a young teacher. He said uh, himself last week that he'd spent the past four years scraping together a deposit for a house. So we don't know what that is, but what's a deposit for a house these days? Is it 40 grand? Is it 50 grand? He has some money, at least. Um there's other income that he uh, has had. Um, he said himself in court that he uh, gave grinds and uh, he made a point of saying that he paid tax on on his grinds income. Uh, there's also, um, uh, he's written some books on uh, religious issues and uh, which are available for sale online. And you would imagine that there is at least some income from that. So he does have some means, but I, he said himself that... Um, uh, these fines would make him a pauper, uh, essentially. So um, I think if we were to follow what he's saying, that, uh, you know, his funds would be exhausted quickly enough, I suppose, and it would be a hardship on him. So what what does he want out of this? I mean, does he does he want his job back? I mean, he could have had his job back, couldn't he? Yeah, well, he, look, he wants to be reinstated. He's said this on several occasions. Uh, um, he said in court that, you know, he didn't want to be in prison or in court or wherever he was at that time, that he wanted to be back in his classroom teaching his students. So if that's what he wants, you have to ask, ask the question, well, is there any reality to it? And um, I think the likelihood of him 
ever getting his job back, even if he does ultimately win in these court battles. It's remote because, um, you know, you have a situation where a teacher uh, uh, um, has been at the centre of considerable controversy and their relationship with their board of management has broken down completely. You only had to witness the, uh, frankly, chaotic scenes at uh, the uh, the meeting of the board of management recently. Uh, yeah, you you actually captured some very very uh, serious footage from that day. It was very disruptive, wasn't it, Shane? It was, and um, uh, you had a situation where this meeting was interrupted by Enoch Burke and members of his family. They were objecting to the presence of two solicitors there and the absence of the uh, uh, chair of the board of management, who had had a medical issue, couldn't be there. And um, there was shouting, there was roaring, uh, chanting. Uh, where is John Rogers, the, 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 the chairperson? Where is John Rogers? Where is John Rogers? Must be present at the meeting. Where is John Rogers today? Where is John Rogers? It, this could be heard down the hall. Like this was meant to be a private meeting, and uh, but it, it was impossible not to hear it. Um, the guards had to be called, the Burks had to be excluded from the room, the meeting was suspended for a period and it, uh, it, 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 it resumed without them. And even then after the meeting finished, the, uh, the Burks, they, they followed the school principal and another of, uh, in the other individuals who were at the meeting out of the hotel building, uh, followed them loudly shouting, berating them. Um, Ugly scenes, really. Ugly scenes is the only way to, to describe it. And I, I do know uh, from my own inquiries that some members of the board felt intimidated. In that sort of scenario, how could Enoch Burke possibly go back to work in that school? I just don't see it. And then there's the, the wider question. Well, OK, you know, so if he ends up winning his battle and say the school has messed up procedurally here and he ultimately is vindicated in court. You know, is a court going to direct or is anybody going to direct that he go back to be employed there? It's hard to see it. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a tricky situation. He's painted himself into a corner here in, in many respects. Yeah, it's a very difficult one to know exactly how this will all play out. Um, and, you know, the public interest here is phenomenal. I mean, all of last week, we just had a constant round of meme upon meme of there's Enoch um, with, the, you know, that, that photo of him standing with his kind of head hanging low and then it being used in all sorts of different scenarios. There was a lot of, of uh, poking fun at him last week. Um, uh, there was a lot of kind of uh, viral jokes. Um, the uh, interest was incredible. Actually, when I mentioned your own footage taken at that board of management meeting, Shane, I mean, that itself went viral, didn't it? Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't I think I've ever uh, posted anything online that got so much uh, attention and views. It's been viewed close to 700 thousand times at this stage. So that'll just show you that people, you know, out there that, that there is a considerable amount of interest uh, in this whole issue and the outcome of it and people, I suppose, trying to understand it. And when it comes to um, memes and people making jokes and so on, I suppose it's kind of, you know, in serious issues like this uh, where you know, people have their have their have their views. They often try to express it 
in a comedic terms and in a, in a funny way. And um, I think that, you know, it could be easy to, to kind of brush aside those memes as, as just a little bit of fun or whatever, but um, uh, they do play a part in the discourse and, you know, how people, the prism through which people view this whole issue, how they view Enoch Burke. And um, if he's being lampooned, it's because people think that what he's doing is ridiculous. It'll be interesting now, Shane, to see how it plays out this week. Can I ask you, uh, finally, do you think this is about publicity at all? Or is Enoch Burke simply a prisoner to his own religious beliefs? There's a, there's a couple of um, trains of thought on this, OK? So one view uh, expressed by Mr Justice O'Moore, in, it, was a, it was a judgment in... in uh, in December, freeing Enoch Burke, and that was a judgment in which he made clear that Enoch Burke was de- was he, he felt Enoch Burke was deriving some sort of advantage from his ongoing imprisonment at the time. So, you know, what advantage could you get from being imprisoned? Is it notoriety? Is it publicity? Is it what is it? So, it, it it'd be in that realm. It'd be getting publicity for your cause. The judge pointed out that Enoch Burke uh, last September was an unknown school teacher. Now he was a household name, and everybody knew what his religious views were, and they'd been they'd, he'd gotten that platform. So if you extend that um, train of thought onto what's happened since then, um, you know the repeated incursions to the school, and so on. Um, I can see why people would form the view that this is a lot a lot of it or at least a lot of it is about garnering publicity for his cause. The one thing I would say against that is that there have been plenty of days where Enoch Burke has turned up at the school where there were no media present and that um, his family have and it's been well documented they've, they've been in very various uh, legal uh, rows and, and and other disputes over the years Um that um, while those uh, issues have ultimately ended up catching media attention, quite often they started out with no media attention. And it was a case of the media catching up and finding out, oh, there's something going on here, rather than being alerted and told in advance, yeah, you've got to come down here because we're going to do X, Y, and Z. So um, there may well be something in that notion that he is just a prisoner to his beliefs, there could be an element of both in it, uh, Siobhan. Uh, we don't know. I, I, it's it's hard to psychoanalyze uh, Enoch Burke. Um, you know, he has, and when he's been asked about it, he's he's he said over and over again that this is because of his religious views, and uh, um, he hasn't, I suppose, admitted to there being other motivations. And my thanks to Shane Phelan, Legal Affairs Editor, for joining me today. I'm Siobhan McGuire and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was produced and researched by myself, recorded by Dara Kelly with sound by Graham Davidson. Archive clips from RTE, Virgin Media News, Lifeline on RTE Radio 1 and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.